irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Hi there. Welcome to All Things Therapy. I am your host, Lisa Tahir. I'm a licensed clinical social worker practicing as an intuitive psychotherapist. Additionally, I'm certified in both EMDR and Reiki Level 2. You can book sessions with me worldwide through my website, which is NOLA therapy, the abbreviation for New Orleans, Los Angeles therapy, and I work with clients worldwide via Skype, phone, and FaceTime. If you are interested in in-person sessions, I have two physical offices, one in Los Angeles, California, and the other in New Orleans, Louisiana. You can subscribe to this show and listen to archived episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube. My guest today is very special to me. Um, Her name is Juliana Davis. She is a certified Reiki master teacher in six different Reiki systems. And I have studied under her for my Reiki level two certification, as well as various intuitive development classes ongoingly. She is also a psychic, a medium, a sound healer. Juliana teaches meditation and intuitive development classes on various topics such as aura and chakra readings and clearings, crystal healing. Today we're going to talk to her about what what is energy healing and about the aura and chakra systems. Juliana was also voted as number one energy healer in Beverly Hills, California in 2015 by Thumbtack. So it is my honor to have you on today, Juliana. Welcome. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting me. You are so welcome. How are you today? <laughs> I'm doing very well. Where do How you want to start? I'm I'm good. I know we were just talking briefly about just a lot of shifts and changes going on for both of us, and I'm encountering that as well in the clients that I'm working with. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you'd like to start there or if there's a, a different place for us to start. Yeah, sure. And do you um, notice that a lot of times when you're going through something or something needs healing in yourself, you tend to get clients that come mirroring in similar? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, hey, you need to work on this, or <laughs> um, you're giving them advice that maybe you should be taking, or, or you know, also can they can learn from your experiences where you have, you know, been able to grow and heal that already. So I find I feel it, like there's been a lot going on. I, I agree with you, and I find it particularly helpful when a client does come in with mirroring issues or things that they're working on, and that I can sit and talk them through it. I feel like it's also a talking to with myself um, that was unintended. Is Has that been your experience at all? Yeah, for sure. And I definitely sometimes feel like I get those aha moments of, ah, this is what I need to do to, you know, completely heal that. Or, you know, and sometimes it's something that I've already worked on. And because I have that experience, 
I can relate to them in a way that maybe another practitioner wouldn't have been able to relate if it's something really specific, you know? That's a good um, point. Yeah. And just um, maybe being open to accepting them in a way that they might not have been accepted, uh, whether it's something to do with, uh, you know, just something more personal in their lives, like a sexuality or um, some health choice that they need to make or something like that, that um, maybe not all practitioners would be able to relate to. So I definitely feel like everybody chooses us for a reason because we're choosing them in some way, too. I, I believe that as well. You know, as you're talking, it makes me um, think to ask you how you got started in this work and energy healing, because you do so much in this uh, sphere of, of work and area. Can you can you tell us how you got your start? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I was raised in a home, my mom and my dad as well. I mean, I've been going to yoga retreats since I was in her belly, I believe. <laughs> and, um, they were, you know, raised as vegetarian, no sugar, all natural medicine, no vaccinations, you know, just really uh, natural households. And so crystals and things like that were kind of all, always uh, around. Meditation was always a big part. My dad meditated every day. Um, you know, we were around these kind of events since I was really, really small. And my mom was very open about her psychic mediumship. So she shared that with us a lot. I mean, I've had tarot decks since I was a little girl. And, um, cool. you know, start. yeah, I started seeing spirits when I was a very young child. I never wanted to sleep by myself because they scared me at night. Yeah, I wondered um, so if that would scare you being a young person. Yeah, yeah, I would, um, I would definitely, I definitely wanted to share my bed with my parents when I was a little girl, or then I had like an army of stuffed animals, and I would bury myself under the stuffed animals, and I shared a room with my sisters, so <laughs> that helped me to get through as a Some child. Some soothing. Yeah, yeah, so I didn't quite understand it. How did you um, learn then? Younger. Yeah. How, how did you start to learn then that this is safe, you know, being in touch with spirit? How did that happen? So over the last, you know, several years, I've been developing that much more because it was just, come, because it was something that I couldn't ignore. And I got into a really major car accident in 2010. Um, I was very badly injured. I had. I'm sorry to, to hear that. Fired. Compression, yeah, thank you. The silver lining of that accident um, is that it steered me onto this path. So in my own recovery from trying to um, reclaim my body and, and get yeah. through this major health disaster, I was exploring, you know, different outlets for healing. And that's when I started receiving Reiki sessions. Um, okay. And, uh, yeah, it was something, though, I mean, my mom had been receiving Reiki and I had been exposed to it, gosh, I don't know, at least 15 years ago or something like that. So it, it's been around for a long time around my life. She was into hypnotherapy. She was a certified hypnotherapist and a massage therapist, and she was always studying stuff like that. So I feel like um, I've kind of become my mother's <laughs> daughter since her passing. So I feel like she's steering me from the other side. But during the sessions, you know, things would come up psychically and sometimes mediumistically. Okay. And so it was just, I was unable to ig ignore it further. I had to start really, you know, channeling that stuff. And um, so I've been developing it more, 
you know, studying with some teachers and really working on unfolding that side of myself. I know, and before I say the second piece, your mom sounds really cool. She sounds really amazing. <laughs> and like, it sounds yeah. like you shared a really beautiful relationship until her passing. It sounds like still that she's with you. Oh, yeah, she's around. She's very happy that I'm doing this mediumship because she's been coming through like crazy. <laughs> oh, that's she loves awesome. to be able to communicate. Yeah, she's a great communicator from the other side. So that, that's been a nice way for us to heal, I think, you know, from from her and spirit. I find that comforting to hear you say, and and working with my clients, uh, I try to assist them in forging that connection too with their deceased loved one to to ha- get those messages and feel their presence and their love because it is available to us here that are on the earth plane. Exactly. Yeah, and I think for me, it was just a matter of you know it's it's another branch of healing because there's so much healing that can come from hearing from your loved ones and spirit and not everybody has the ability to make that connection um, directly. So using a medium, obviously we're the go between uh, right. the living and the death. that's why we're called mediums. So, um, you know, it's been really great to just connect more and more and more intentionally and receive messages and, and, and really develop how to unfold them. I think that's the thing that a lot, there's a lot of people that can um, be aware of spirits, but it's hard mm-hmm. to translate the messages that you're getting from them. Sometimes. Right. Yes. And so when you spoke about the way you've studied, I know you've studied at Arthur Finlay College in the United uh-huh. Kingdom. Um, yep. can you talk some about that with our listeners? Yeah, sure. So I, um, I started taking courses. Um, my first teacher was, is named Mavis Patilla and I was just attracted to study with her. I didn't really know much about her. I wasn't really that aware of who the famous mediums are yeah. <laughs> on TV in my face. I didn't really know about them. But um, apparently I chose very well. She's an amazing, incredible medium who's been doing it for over 50 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was trained by Gordon Higginson, who's a well-known UK medium um, in the spiritualism community, which is very big in the UK. And um, so I studied with her for a couple of days. And then I studied with a man named Paul Jacobs, who's mm-hmm. also a phenomenal medium and teacher. And he um, is also an Arthur Finley College tutor. They're both Arthur Finley tutors, so they were over here teaching in um, the Los Angeles area. Yeah. Yeah. They've just started to come over here a couple years ago. And um, Paul Jacobs was Gordon Higginson's, uh, the last student that he mentored. So they're both trained by the same person, so they have a similar background in evidential mediumship. That's very important to them is finding the evidence and really unfolding the story. They, they're, um, they're the kind of teachers that will push you to really be a good medium. That's, that's what they do, which is great. And, um, I knew that Paul, Paul was hosting a week at the college. He doesn't teach there as much as he used to. So he just teaches there uh, a few, a few times a year now. And his week, Mavis was one of the teachers and also two um, students that he mentored who are also phenomenal mediums that I've now studied with, um, Andy Bing and Chris Drew. So Mm -hmm. I've studied with a collection of teachers that have, they're all coming from a similar background. They have their own, you know, 
style of teaching and they're all phenomenal teachers. And fortunately for us, they're coming back over to the state. So I went to the college. It looks like a, you know, Hogwarts type of academy. Yeah. (laughs) Brick building um, in Sandstead. It's like just outside of London. Yeah. And you get to spend, you know, however long the course is there and immerse fully and you're surrounded by mediums, which is amazing. It sounds amazing. Um, yeah. I highly recommend, you know, if people are interested in exploring to explore that college and also specifically these tutors because they're quite phenomenal. And phenomenal for teachers. our For our listeners, the Arthur Finley College is the world's foremost college for the advancement of spiritualism and the psychic sciences, psychic sciences. And I read about your mentors um, because they have them listed, the the tutors that are available and really incredible work that each of them have been doing. Yeah. Yeah, they all have a very, um, you know, their own style that they bring to it, but they're all just such good evidential mediums and um, it's just so exciting to to see them work and to learn from them because they really bring out the best in their students. So when you see those names of um, teachers coming through to the LA area or, you know, they also teach around the U.S. and Canada and different parts of the world, uh, all over Europe and Australia, you know, I recommend people going to, to study with them because it really will help your mediumship, even if you're already working as a professional medium. Mm-hmm. If you haven't really taken training and developed it, you know, I feel like we're always developing, even with the Reiki. That's why I keep taking more courses, just because, you know, there's always something new to learn and unfold. And so I feel like education is really important. Um, yes. To the process. So yeah. for our listeners, can can you share with them what is energy healing at its core? Just for people, sure. just a basic kind of definition yeah, so we have, um, we are all living energy as human beings here. And, and uh, you know, everything has some energy to it, even in inanimate objects. So when it comes to humans or plants or animals, um, we have this electromagnetic field around us. Uh, mm-hmm. We call it now an aura. And I follow the belief system that our aura is made up of several layers and each one of these layers in our auric field intricately affects our chakra system, which most people are becoming more and more familiar with. I feel like not as many people talk about the aura, right? Right. I find that as well. Yeah. So we're all, we're all becoming very keen to the chakra system, which is cool and great. That's the Indian system of being aware of these energy centers. Um, We, mostly are aware of these seven main energy centers in the chakra system, but there's more chakras than that. But the auric field is very interesting because that's really a representation of us and our qualities, our thoughts live out there, any experiences, traumas, tragedies, those things live in our energetic field. And so energy healing is really designed to help to clear any of these energetic blocks, mishaps in Reiki. We um, refer to them as disease lines, things that need clearing because if we don't clear them, they can manifest into something more serious like a physical, um, health issue. mental, mental emotional issue. health yeah. issue, yeah, and spiritual issues. Um, 
not feeling connected could be something, you know, so it could be something small to something, you know, life threatening. So the purpose of energy healing is really to help move and clear this energy field so that you can be living in an optimal state of health and well-being. And and I think for our listeners um, that we all experience our our aura and feel it like how how you feel attracted to someone or literally repelled by someone that you've never met or something or you know I hear clients come in I just couldn't go there or do that and it's all uh, you know we're reading energy constantly if we know that or not and um, right. so I think it's really important to keep that part of us healthy just like we would our bodies with exercise um, you know and and clean foods for example so what what are some ways that you help clients keep their auric field healthy so um, and yeah I just want to mention that you know with the aura we're constantly receiving information that way like you just mentioned so that's why people might have a sense about a person when you just walk by them or they walk into their room if they have a very expansive aura you might be able to feel them from several feet away Um, yeah so I love Reiki. It's been a huge part of my life and my healing. It's, um, you know, it's, it's a very valuable Japanese energy healing technique for stress relief and relaxation. But the, the main purpose, like a lot of Eastern medicines, is it was designed to be a preventative. So if you're constantly being cleansed and cleared, these things won't have the ability to manifest. And, Mm -hmm. you know, unfortunately, a lot of us weren't born, (laughs) you know, with Reiki, getting Reiki every day. So we have stuff to clear out first and then we use more as a tool. But I love Reiki. I practice um, Holy Fire 2 Reiki as taught by the International Center for uh, Reiki Training. Um, And I I do the Usui and Karuna Reiki methods, which I have um, a very strong connection to. I also use crystals for healing. Uh, I use sound healing in various ways. I love um, crystal singing bowls. I've been using crystal tuning forks and crystal pyramids a lot lately as well. Um, Aromatherapy is great for energy healing. There's so many different wonderful tools, but those are my main primary things that I use for for energy healing. Yeah, and for our listeners, um, Juliana trained me and and attuned me to Reiki level two and the Asui Holy Fire tradition. And I have a lot of clients in New Orleans that come to me now mm-hmm. for Reiki sessions and will do say part Reiki, part, you know, regular and air quotes talk therapy. And they find it to be immensely helpful to integrate the things that we talk about, like into their bodies, into their psyches. You know, and and they leave feeling just so much more relaxed. And as a practitioner, it's been healing for me to go through the process of becoming a Reiki practitioner. Because like you said, there's a lot of stuff that builds up over the years of our of our lives. And though mm-hmm. I'm involved in and therapy is part of my personal self-care, you know, to take care of our energy fields and chakras is, is a different way of caring for oneself. So anyone out there interested to study Reiki, it's so wonderful to help you and then even when you give Reiki sessions you're receiving a lot of beautiful downloads of just I don't know gentle waves of I feel a lot of emotion Reiki. often yeah, yeah. uh huh well yeah How's as it- a practitioner you're you're receiving the Reiki as well so that's one of the best things about Reiki really you're getting a treatment at the same time that you're giving one yeah so, so what 
so what are some of the services that you offer your clients at your business? So I offer uh, one-on-one energy healing sessions with either just Reiki on its own or Reiki with crystal healing and sound healing. I um, also offer just uh, crystal sound baths where they're in a more passive receptive state. So it's a little bit more hands-off where they're receiving sound healing and crystal healing primarily. But because I have the Reiki energy, I'm sending it through the sound bowls, um, the singing bowls while I'm, I'm doing the sessions. And that can be for specifically for aura clearing. Any of these sessions are specifically for aura clearing, for chakra clearing, a combination of of both. I do a lot of aura and chakra healing work. I also um, do one-on-one psychic readings, and I'm starting to incorporate the mediumistic um, readings as well. Mm-hmm. And I also do couples, so couples can come in and have a session together. I can I do small groups. I teach meditation. I teach Reiki. I teach crystal healing, psychic development. Um, yeah, lots of fun stuff and happening. Super fun. Yeah. And I can tell our listeners, I've taken most all of those classes <laughs> with you, uh, besides <laughs> Reiki, uh, aura and chakra readings, crystal healing, intuitive development. Um, so I can tell you all that Jules, her website is healingwithjules.com. And uh, Juliana's business is called Aura Lux. And it's just amazing the array of classes. Like I know tomorrow night you do a monthly full moon meditation and one of them is tomorrow night with the sound bowls, the crystal bowls that are just so beautiful laying there and hearing that sound. It just washes over you often, you know, I'll have visions, um, things come up, you know, to mind like insights on issues I've been curious about and working on. So the space that you've created is really beautiful and healing and there's so much, that you have to offer to our listeners to please go to the website, healingwithjewels.com. Thank you very much, Lisa. Yeah, I try to make a purpose out of the meditations that I do. So I do, um, monthly I do a full moon and a new moon meditation. And then sometimes I'll have uh, another kind of meditation, like a heart chakra meditation. And they all have a purpose of healing because, you know, we can do silent meditation on our own or quiet meditations on our own, but the healing, um, that can come from a guided meditation or adding the Reiki and crystal singing bowls and stuff like that can be um, pretty p- profound. And it's in a small, intimate environment that's, you know, safe for people to have their experiences. So you're not in a really large group feeling vulnerable, right. and exposed, the intimacy in there. Um, so, yes, I definitely encourage people to come check it out. And it's, it's- it's a full sensory experience with the sound bowls and sitting or laying in meditation, often holding crystals. You know, there's a lot that, that happens in that hour and 15 minutes or so. Yeah. Also with the full moon, I do the shamanic journeying. With journey. The Can you tell our listeners what that is, adventure. what a shamanic journey is? Sure. Um, I mean, it's an old technique. Shamanism has been around for thousands of years, and it's evident in almost every corner of the world. Uh, it's really a connection between earth energy and spirit energy, and it's just, you know, maybe used in a slightly different way in different parts of the world. Um, but the purpose of shamanic journeying is to connect with that spirit world, and drums and rattles are used usually to awaken the spirits for the connection. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a... 
unsafe, you, you're going on to some weird spirit journey. So it's, it's right. really the purpose that I do is to meet a power animal and power animals can be so um, loving and great and good for advice. You can call on them, you know, when you need some extra love and support or strength or just to come play with you when you're going for a walk in nature. So it's yeah. a cool way to connect with um, spirits of all kinds on the other side that are supportive and I especially love the power animals but if you're a more experienced journeyer you can uh, that's usually in the lower world if you're a more experienced journeyer you can go up to the upper world and connect with ascended masters um, and the like you know higher level beings so in in my experience you don't need to be um, you just need to be open to the experience. Anybody can basically journey over there and connect with spirit. And so that's why I love it so much. I don't you know, have to study shamanism for many years um, to be able to go over there. You don't have to be incredibly psychic or a medium or anything like that. Everybody can have an experience. So I think that's really cool. It's a nice way of connecting with spirit. It is. And I think it's important important for listeners to know that the environment is not intimidating and, and anyone is welcome. You don't have to have any experience or you could have a lot of experience. And it's just really low key. Like one of the classes I took with you were Oracle cards. And, um, you know, we paired off and each took turns doing a reading for the other once you explained, you know, the purpose of the Oracle cards and uh, and the crystal healing workshop as well. You know, you talked about the different crystals and then we paired off with a partner and did readings for each other. And it was the same in the, in the Reiki classes. So it's a really um, welcoming environment to learn new things, which can be intimidating, I think, for some people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I try to keep it in just, like just a really safe, judgment-free space. Um you know, it's it's been a really nice group of people. I have a meetup group called Healing Los Angeles, and that's where a lot of people find um, the events that are happening at Oralux. And I just, I feel so grateful that um, there's so many wonderful people out there because it really gives me, you know, hope that there's so many people that are interested in healing, exploring healing. I've had a lot more men coming to classes lately, which has been great. I have oh, that's a lot very of cool. Male- yeah, and it's, it's just been really nice to see the shift in balance um, happening in the world because there's been so much stuff going on. A lot of people had a tough 2016, and yeah, um, there's a lot of stuff going going on around us. But I feel hopeful because I see all of the people that are interested in exploring their healing and wanting to heal, and um, I think there's been so much progress in that department. I think so too. Do you? you um... I'm thinking a couple of things at once. Just, you know, lately for me, there's been a lot of unexpected change. And in spite mm-hmm. of it, I do feel optimistic because I don't believe that these, that when significant things happen to us, I don't think they're by accident. I think they bring about changes that we've truly wanted, though it might not be in the manner. It might not be the delivery, you know, that we had hoped for, that we expect, but I think it will bring about the desired changes and evolution that we want. Mm -hmm. And um, it feels like a really powerful time to me, energetically. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if you could add to that. Yeah, I mean, in my own personal life experience, every tragedy is um, inspiration for change in a positive way, or every adverse thing that's happened to me 
if you look for the silver lining or do the work, you can actually make something positive, just like my accident brought this career change for me. And now I'm mm-hmm. helping all of these people. Um, and so I feel like, you know, even just more recently for those who have felt um, affected by the state in this country in particular, of um, things that are happening, I feel like it's just illuminated things that need to change where we've maybe been complacent or, you know, it'll inspire a greater revolution and change. And, um, and I think that that starts within, I, I was just going to segue over into that. It's, we're in the full moon energy right now that does illuminate things that need healing or need changing in our lives. So it's kind of amplified with the mercury retrograde that just happened and all of stuff yeah. that's going on planetarily. And now we're coming into this full moon and it's like, okay, what do we need to heal and let go of so that we can move on? And um, I know that it's it's been in Cancer, the moon, because one of my best friends is an astrologer. Mm-hmm. Um, Sweet Life Astrology, I highly recommend Lori. She does great readings. But anyways, it's, it's just illuminating a lot of emotional stuff that needs purging and healing. And um, I feel like we come out of the other side of that stronger, better versions of ourselves. Yeah. If we do the work. And if yeah. we allow, and as, you know, what, what wants to happen to happen. Go on. Yeah, just as healers, like we were talking about um, earlier, you know, today, as healers, it's so important for us to do the work and for us to be doing the healing also because then we can be a better channel of this energy for the people that we're working with and everything just becomes amplified all of our stuff gets you know comes up to the surface and it's like hello we need healing over here we need to work on this over here there's still this over here so yeah it's a great way for us to be working on our stuff too I think it is is a lifelong or lifelong (laughs) many lives long journey so we all we all have lots of work to do you know, I'm thinking as you say that the the a difference between psychotherapy as as I've practiced it for a number of years and energy healing that I've noticed personally is the energy healing. There's a component as I've had each experience that there's a sense of leaving with more peace. You know that there's a physical mm-hmm. um, manifestation of the work that's pretty immediate, whereas in psychotherapy, it might take a while to feel mm-hmm. kind of the physical relief and abatement of of whatever psychological, you know, traumas are, are affecting one. So I've really enjoyed yeah. in energy healing. It kind of is such a, a counterpart and like, you know, almost like a really beautiful marriage to psychotherapy mm-hmm. because it allows peace in the body, like in our central nervous system, which just talking about things can't bring about so quickly. Right. So I think they're two really important uh, pieces of the same puzzle. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's excellent that you do them together because uh, I'm sure you notice shifts happening probably more quickly or people being more receptive. Uh, to the changes in the work that you're doing with them with, you know, the cognitive therapy that you're already have been doing, what a compliment this would be to that. Um, It's been really great. Noticeable, like instant physical reactions. And, and sometimes that can be in the sense of purging or, you know, um, there, there can be side effects to energy healing, but it's all for the greater good. I say, you know, I've had some pretty intense purging experiences after some energy work, where I literally was like physically releasing things 
And that's stuff that, like emotional stuff that had been deeply stored inside of myself and it needed to right. come up to the surface. Oh, that's and, interesting. Uh, yeah. That's really, yeah. Afterwards. So if you're really like open to making those changes, a lot of times they can come really quickly because you're ready to let go of that stuff. Um, and that's, really the most important thing and I think just as an energy healer you know and probably you can be aware of this with the work that you do is you know people have to want to heal yeah you can do all the magic and rituals that you want to do on a person but they have to be willing and open to receiving the healing and want to heal in order for that to happen so so the client is really, you know, it's up to them when they leave your space, what choices they make and and how they want to make changes in their life. Um, it's kind of like if on a physical diagnosis, if you diagnose somebody with diabetes and they go and continue to eat sugar, they're not going to get better and get well in their body. But if they make the lifestyle changes and, you know, start eliminating the foods that are um, creating a high glucose index in their physical bodies, they're going to get well, you know. So that also has to do with, you know, cognitive therapy, energy healing, any kind of modality that's helping people heal. They need to also be participating in that healing process. I definitely think so. And and what I like about energy healing techniques is it's spirit can be such a gentle place compared to the ways we beat ourselves up in our head often and, and doing sound bath meditations and various healing experiences like I've had with you at, at Orlux, you know, can just be a gentle reminder that we are loved, that we're all, I think, you know, for the most part, trying to do the best we can moving forward in our lives. And so it can be a gentle yeah. place to come to, to, um, you know, stop judging ourselves for a moment, which I think right. is important to remember. Right. Yeah. And just to let go and surrender, you know, Mm -hmm. the word that I like to use a lot is surrender because um, it's so nice to feel that deep state of relaxation. And I know that I've been doing a much better job of going to receive as well, you know, as give. And it's so lovely (laughs) to be on the other side of that suit. I'm facilitating all (laughs) that. Well, and... So you, I'm curious because you have a large practice also and you're giving, you know, you're a healer, you're giving. How do you deal with, I mean, you're coming in touch with energies that are not all, you know, pleasant or wholesome. How do you, how do you Mm kind of help yourself throughout your own day and working with energies and entities that, that could easily drain and deplete you? Yeah, I think it's, um, it's an ongoing process and, I definitely have practitioners that I work with to receive Reiki um, on a physical level, rolfing, um, cupping, acupuncture, mm-hmm. cranial sacral therapy. Um, I, I do receive quite a quite a bit as well, and that helps to keep me going. Because you know, in Reiki, you can do a lot of self care, but you also need to be a passenger and just surrender and be able to let go and relax and not be so in control and facilitating. So I try to do a lot of that, um, especially lately, just because things have been coming up that I've, I've been aware of that um, need healing and, and just trying to figure out if the energy is belonging to me and something that I need to heal or if maybe something came in, um, you know, that I was around 
And I feel, you know, I feel unafraid about working with entities, going back to that, what you mentioned, going, I, yeah. I don't feel afraid about working with any of those energies. Right. I feel very comfortable doing the work that I do. And in Reiki, you know, the, the master symbol really translates in English to big, bright light. Mm. And the idea is that we're becoming, as we do more and more work on ourselves, our light is getting bigger and brighter and expanding out from us so that we don't need to do all of that clearing because we're just becoming this bright light. And sometimes, you know, energies can be attracted to this bright light. It's interesting. They want to explore it. So uh-huh. uh, I think having the awareness that they're there and needing to receive the clearing. I had a, um, a psychic reading last night and um, there was a little bit of clearing that happened in that, in that reading for me. And, you know, just having the awareness that it's there, I think you just get right. better at that. Like, okay, yeah. this isn't mine. I need to do something about this. And, and I thought um, that was yeah. interesting when you mentioned that before we, we came on the air about, you know, something in my paraphrase kind of striking you and you're like, hmm, what is this? And the assumption might be it, it resonates from within you, but it, it could be, uh-huh. you know, about someone else. It could be someone else's stuff or energy or et cetera. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the more you're doing this work, the more you're going to be around diff- various different kinds of energy. And so self-care is so important you know, for, yeah. for any person practicing any any kind of modality or, or work like this. Um it's super important, but yeah, it's super, it's really interesting to just have that awareness and have it happen more quickly. Whereas many years ago when I wasn't doing this work, I probably didn't, I wasn't as aware of it. I, I thought okay. it was mine, you know, when my moods would change or, or things, you know, like this. And I would kind of go, oh, this doesn't feel like me, but I didn't really know right. what to do about it. Yeah. So now I'm like aware of it pretty quickly and I'm like, okay, I need to go get a session. <laughs> and you have tools to, to address it, to address what you feel. Yeah. 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 It's so great. I mean, that's what sound healing I love because um, as well, you know, especially with the crystal singing bowls, the vibration oh, and energy yeah. that emits from, from that, you, you can't control your response to it in any way. Um, you have this, Amazing conscious response. Yeah, it's visceral. That's a good word for it. And, you know, yeah. we have crystalline structures in our physical bodies. So just our physical bodies are vibrating to the same crystalline energy that's coming from the singing bowls. And it just the vibration of it and everything, the energy is so great for clearing. I love that. When I'm doing the sound bath, I feel so rejuvenated and wonderful after I've been playing the bowls for a long time. So even though I'm facilitating, I'm still... Receiving. Yeah. Yeah, it is like a bath, like coming over you and the sound that just goes through every part of your body, like into your cells, it feels like. And the vibration, I feel like it puts us back in alignment as well. Yeah. 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 Good. That's the the purpose and intention. That's great that you feel it. Definitely. So you do a lot of teaching and conduct a lot of sessions, private sessions. Where do you, um, where, like, do you see yourself going in your practice with Oralux and your work and studies? Like, I'm curious about your future. Okay. Well, um, definitely looking to 
expand and grow my practice, um, maybe into a larger location in the next year or two, uh, to be able to facilitate more, more classes. Um, I think teaching and education is super important and, uh, that's where I would like to go with that. I'm continuing to study mediumship and sound healing. I'll always be a student because I feel like there's so much to learn. So I'm -hmm. continuing to study all those different things. The Holy fire system that I study of Reiki is Mm -hmm. probably going to continue and evolve and grow. So that's why I've got um, so many certifications in the, the Reiki system. Traditions. Yeah. 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 So that's Usui Holy fire one and two uh, Reiki as well as Usui Holy fire one and two Karuna Reiki Usui Reiki Tibetan, um, Usui Tibetan Reiki, Usui Reiki Ryoho. <laughs> yeah, been a lot of upsetting happening, but as the um, Holy Fire evolves, I, I see myself going in that direction. I've considered becoming a professionally licensed teacher with the International Center for Reiki Training. Oh, very which cool. I think is organization, yeah. So there's lots of things in the works and in my future, I feel like I'll, I'll continue to learn. And, and this year I'm going to add a crystal healer certification course at Oralux because I've been asked for it for so many years. And I feel like it's time to incorporate that. Um, I'm doing a new psychic development workshop series there. So there are yes. more in-depth classes um, for five weeks. I'm doing one starting February 19th. And I'm going to add like a chakra healing workshop series so every week we address a different energy center and healing that energy center so there's going to be some new new things coming this year at Oralux that helps to keep me in you know stimulated and interested I bet. and I love sharing, sharing new things with people yeah how can listeners find out about your classes and to sign up uh, my website is healing with jewels H-E-A-L-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-J-U-L-E-S, healingwithjewels.com. And all of the classes and information about my sessions can be found there. And um, that's a good place to start. Do you see yourself facilitating like a mediumship type class? Because I have a lot of interest in that personally. (laughs) I know you do. Yeah. At this time. I feel um, more of a student of mediumship, although I have, sure. you know, been hosting privately a circle, and I feel like that kind of comes naturally for me because I am a teacher. So, right, um, you are, yes. You know, we'll see about that in the future. But at this time, I recommend, you know, Chris Drew is coming over here, Andy Bing is coming over here, Paul Jacobs, Mavis Patilla, all of those teachers will be in the LA areas in. Um, 2017. So I recommend people to check out their classes. I know Andy Bing, I think there's still some spaces left for his class in April in Huntington Beach. Okay. And yeah, I would definitely recommend people check out those teachers for now, including yourself. And we'll see. I'm sure. I'm sure I'll be facilitating mediumship down the road. (laughs) I do see you doing that as well because you already teach so much and you're so great at it. I can tell listeners I've taken every class you've offered pretty much ongoingly the last two and a half years. And just it's enriched my life. It's enriched my practice as a licensed clinical social worker to my clients who have been open to these other healing modalities and tools. And um, it's just helped my life 
keep changing for the better and and really being able to make sense of the energies that come at us you know that things are mm-hmm. constantly bombarding us and our and our thoughts and our day and our experiences and to be able to have a a key like a dictionary to interpret those things through and make sense of them so that one can still feel happy and productive has just been so meaningful and amazing and and mm-hmm. it's been through the classes I've taken with you and and studying energy healing and and other alternative ways of healing outside of traditional psychotherapy. That's so great. Thank you for that. You're welcome. And you're welcome. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm glad that you're able to implement it and that you're seeing so many great benefits. I mean, that's what keeps me going is seeing how much it helps people. I get yeah. rewarded every day that I go to work. I'm excited to go to work. And that's, that's great. You know, doing yes. what you love is important. I am so passionate about it. And I think that, you know, comes out in my practice and working with people. And yeah. It doesn't Thank clearly you, you love, you're welcome. Clearly you love helping people as well as do I. And so yeah. the more tools that we can offer that really work, you know, or just, it's so exciting. Like you said, I, I'm happy to go to work too because I get to help people all day. Yeah. Yeah. Being of service is so important to me. And being I feel of service. Like I finally yes. A channel to do that and to use all of these, you know, abilities that I've been given, like this psychic mediumship, for example, now I have a channel instead of just like having dreams about my friends or, you know, freaking people out. Like I have to dream. <laughs> <laughs> this vision or you know your said mother came to me and um, now I actually get to use it in this constructive way to help people heal on a regular basis it's so neat and great and I, I really love doing it and love being of service yeah it's, it's really always been important to me I've always been like the mama bear of my friends mm, I'm like the maternal I can see mature. that yeah yeah yeah, it's it's so uh, it's so rewarding. I encourage people that are interested in exploring that or have that natural ability or considering, you know, changing industries and going into healing. You know, there's so many different ways that you can incorporate it. I have people that are uh, musically oriented that are incorporating it with their singing work. And, um, you know, there's whatever your talents are, it can complement them. If you're a therapist like yourself, you can add it into that work and help people just on a deeper level. So it doesn't have to be just one-on-one energy healing sessions specifically. It can help to amplify any other work that you're doing already. I, I completely agree. So I like to ask all of my guests what it is that they would like to leave, you know, kind of be it and however you conceptualize that, be known for or a legacy or, or what's important for you, however you'd like to answer that. Um. That's an interesting question. I definitely, you know, just really like touching people and helping facilitate their healing process. And I feel like that will be my legacy is is helping to empower people. I think that that's really important to me. And I think, too, the way you contribute by educating others, I think, is a huge thing that you leave already being here. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me, Lisa. You're welcome. For our listeners, Juliana Davis of Oralux. The website is healingwithjewels.com. And this show will be on iTunes, Google Play, 
uh, YouTube, as well as on our Facebook pages and websites. Just thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. And I can't wait to see you next time. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye. You're very welcome. Bye-bye. That concludes today's episode. Join me next week at the same time as I bring you another guest. Bye-bye. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tanya.